Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And happy birthday to all the March babies, because it's the best month to ever have been born. Happy birthday. We're not biased or anything either. I mean, no, not at all. No. Two people in my office are also March babies. We celebrated. We made fun of the one loser who was born in October. It was grand. Oh, my gosh. Poor guy. I know. But I cool group. Yeah. He was like, oh, you too. You too. And we were like, hmm, you can't work in our office anymore, but we'll allow him to stay because he's fine. He's nice enough. And if he wears pink on Wednesdays. Yeah. I mean, we told him he has to bring us all cupcakes because, you mm. know, it's not his birth month. It seems fair. I mean, October is a pretty great month, though. So that was the like, one I was like, he has the second, it. like the second best birth month, maybe. Mm, I would accept that. Mm, mm-hmm. I would accept that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you're almost cool. So it's fine. It worked out in the end. Right. Yeah. But either That's way, too funny. I know it. I we were cracking up because yeah, there's somebody who's like literally the day after me, and I was like, almost birthday buddies. So close. Yeah. But since it is our birth month, we are doing birthday books. If y'all been around, you know that we're swap books on our birthday, buy each other books, however you want to phrase it. But yeah, that's it. That's all I got. We don't do so. suggestions though. Like we just pick randomly. Oh, yeah. Like oh, you yeah, don't you send have to... me like a curated list or anything. Like no, I just uh-huh. pick. So it's always a surprise because like I do book mm-hmm. exchanges with other people too, but we usually like tell each other what's on our list. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but you, we do, we do random. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. You go down. Like you go down rabbit holes, you are searching. What about this one? This one? I started like questioning every single book. Like, oh, but will she like this? I would like it. And oh, round and round and round you go. I look up all the reviews. I just build out my list and then I pick Mm -hmm. one. Yep. And then I finally, this one that I ended up getting you, I just finally was like, okay, I have to pick one because I'm running out of time. And it was between the one I picked and one that was like a little bit more on the depressing side. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you not making the depressing one. Yeah. Also, I really wanted to read the depressing one. And I was like, I'm holding it to myself because. Oh, I see how it is. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you missed out because it was a great book. Oh, dang it. I requested it from the library, but it has a very long wait. So, (sighs) okay. Well, I'm I'm excited to hear about it. So I'm going to jump in. The one mm-hmm. that you Tell got me. me is Sleep No More by Jane Ann Krentz. She has written a bajillion books. Like literally her list really? of like, like, you know, like titles by the author. It is two mm-hmm. pages long. In oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like there's like all these ones. It's like, and then she's written as two other authors. She has like two pen names that she's written under. Oh my. Like depending, I think like one of them is like a romance one. One might've been like her earlier. I have no idea, but She's written a ton of books. She has a crazy following because after I read it, obviously I went and read all the reviews. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Crazy following. Like she is an instant buy for a ton of people. So that's kind of the vibe I was getting is that people really liked her. I just didn't realize that she'd written so many. I know that was the one that I was like, okay, because there's some other series or not necessarily series, but some other ones that kind of, because I think she has like a, what would be like an Alex Cross one where it's like the same main character kind of shows up everywhere everywhere. yeah Mm -hmm. i think she has one like that and that one i was very intrigued by so i might do that too but jumping right in um this one is a bit a little bit confusing in the beginning and it definitely took a bit to figure out what was going on for me so it's paranormal it's a paranormal romance i will say not a lot of romance Really? I, I was feel... hoping it wasn't going to be too heavy on the romance. I mm-hmm. felt like paranormal, though, was something that we don't always find books for. So I was like, that's kind of different. Like, So I'm glad it wasn't too heavy on the romance, unless it was 
too light on the romance. That's also not good. I didn't realize until reading some of the reviews that it actually is a paranormal romance. There is small amount of romance but like i wouldn't call it a romance personally it just kind of like randomly popped up where the character is like oh but i'm so attracted to them and i was like what you are so in the book itself though it's not like obvious they just define it is that later in it is like later in things start happening with the characters but it came out of the blue for me i was like i didn't even realize that you two were making eyes at each other maybe i just missed it you know, maybe they're so subtle that I just so subtle. I was so focused on the ghost stories that I was like, missed the whole love side. I have no idea. Here for the ghosts. But so what got me really confused is the book starts, but is telling you about events that happened seven months ago. And you don't know a lot of what happened. So there's there's like two main characters, but this is going to be is like the first of a series. And so I think so there's like three women that are friends. And I think each book in the series, it's going to be one of those ones where like one focuses on one. The next book's going to focus oh. on the next, which I've been loving those kinds of series right now. Like I have blown through two different entire series that have been that style. So love that. So the three women are I have been calling her P- Palace. It's P-A-L-L-A-S. Polis? Palace? Polis? Maybe Polis? I don't I, know. I don't have a clue. I went back and forth the whole time. Um, Talia and Amelia. And so seven months ago, they were at this like hotel, resort, something. Like they didn't know each other before this, before the seven months ago. Uh, they were there. There was an earthquake and then the earthquake caused a fire in the hotel. They all like oh. wake up disoriented in the basement and they managed to escape and they all live, which we know because it's seven months later. That is not even right, a spoiler. Right, right. It's the first sentence um, in the jacket, too, like not even in the book. Um, but now that they have, they all have these like heightened paranormal something like skills, experiences. Um, the author calls them vibe. I will say mm-hmm. this is like 300 page book. I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that the word vibe was said 100 times. We could have used a thesaurus is that's just my thought. Either way, they have these gifts. And so and like they all kind of had something previously. At least I think they all did. So this book mainly focuses on Paulus. Paulus. I'm gonna call her Paulus because that's what I think I called it the whole time. Can you spell it one more time? I'm like trying to wrap my head around yeah. it. So P-A-L-L-A-S. My so it's like Dallas. So it's gotta be Palace. Yeah. Like, the only other Dallas. one I came up with was like pious if like the l made a y sound like it does in spanish but i think that she's supposed to be a white gal i don't think, I think that she's palace, hispanic like dallas yeah, palace like dallas see they could have put that in there that would have been a handy tool but that's <laughs> fine so she's like our main focus and so i don't okay. know what the other two characters like she does tell us that like they also have these heightened gifts now um but doesn't really go into like what it is i think she literally it's mentions a vibe it, yeah mentions it one time what their vibe is <laughs> Um, so hers is she's kind of always had gone into like these she calls them automatic drawing or drawing trances which Mm. took me a bit to figure out what she's talking about basically she like that's a thing yes it basically just sounds like she dissociates and draws um and she always kind of did it and now after this she like super does it and like can kind of like go into like the paranormal and like see what's going on she's also really like sensitive to hot spots so she like if she stumbles on where somebody died or like there was like a really mm. great, like somebody was filled with rage and they did something in this spot. She like literally is stumbling. Like she's very klutzy because of this. Oh. Um, and she always has been. And so now she kind of like can sense it more. So she knows why it is, but she's still stumbling mm. right over it. 
Like she can't sense it before it happens. She's just tumbling right over Falls her own into two it. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so the three of them, the night of this earthquake slash fire lost like eight or 12 hours of the day. Like they remember getting to the hotel, doing something. Gosh. And then the next thing they know, they're waking up to this fire and like barely making it out alive. And the cops don't really care. They're like, oh, it was an accident. You know, an earthquake caused a fire, which does happen. Um, so like the cops are like, okay, fine, whatever. And they're like, no, like something happened to us there. Like they go to the hospital, obviously. And they're like, we think we were drugged. Da, 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 da. And they're like, we can't find anything. Like there's no trauma to your body. There's mm -hmm. nothing in your bloodstream that we can detect. Although drug testing, you have to know what to test for. Right. So there's none of the basics. That's true. Like, they weren't roofied, but they could have been given something else. So. Right. But if they weren't looking for it, you wouldn't know that. Yeah. We would know. And they wouldn't know. Right. And you can't be like, oh, oh no. test for every single thing. So, mm -hmm. like, who knows? So they are understandably kind of obsessed with figuring out what happened. So they start a podcast yeah. called The Lost Nights Podcast, um, mm -hmm. where they are, one, sort of doing a little bit of research into their own Lost Night, but they're also doing, like, finding these other ones where mm -hmm. people are just going missing or, like, nobody really knows what happened. They've done, I think, so it's only been seven months. So I think they've done, like, three, and they're building a small like a small fan base and a brand like they're definitely growing they have a very committed fan base at this point um, amazing something happened at their last one which is like sandalwood or sandcastle or sand something i think uh we don't know what happened but the cops got involved they almost mm. all went to jail like something happened and so they're a little bit skeptical um, and in the seven months, they've also like ran into a lot of frauds and stuff and psychics and like they don't do missing people, like current active ones. They do cold cases. They're not they're not trying to get involved in anything that's actively going on. Like they're not trying to step on the police's toes, anything like that. They're like, mm -hmm. nope, cold cases only. So they get this email from this guy, Ambrose, who was like, hey, I have a story for you. Uh, you should come to this place, which honestly, I don't even remember how to pronounce it. It's like Camberlin, but it's not. It can't be worse than Palace. Carnelian, California. Carnelian. I don't even That's know if it's a mouthful. Don't even know if it's real. So they're like, hey, come here because he's like, I'm pretty sure I witnessed a murder, but nobody is talking about it. Nobody knows. And also, fun fact, I lost like 12 hours of my day. Like, I know that I went to this place because he has been he's also always kind of had like a little bit of touch with the paranormal. But he himself also had a night in San Diego where he lost his whole night. And now he like has like super fast reactions and he can what he calls he can open the window and look at people's auras. He's oh. always been able to kind of sense auras, but he can open the window in his mind into their auras now. That's amazing. And it gives him like he can also like almost see the future, like not like the future, like, oh, that I know that, you know, I'm going to win the Mega Million tomorrow. But like a split second, like, oh, this person is going to stand up really abruptly and they're going to knock over the waitress. And he can, like, intervene in, like, the half second kind of a thing. It's, like, a very specific kind of vision. Yeah. And it's all based off the auras, I guess. So, Interesting. Yeah. So because of this, he also has, like, terrible insomnia. He's been sleepwalking, all of these things. I mean, uh, yeah. And so he had gone to um, a sleep institution. And that's where he, like, lost his night and where he's convinced that he saw or heard a woman get murdered because he heard a woman scream. And he's convinced that somebody was murdered. But, like, there's no body nobody's been called like there's no, no, missing no crime mm -hmm. no missing person's record so like what really happened but they're like okay well we'll at least go check it out and of course you know they're standardly yeah. skeptical um Fair. palace does decide to like kind of stay in here and investigate more 
and like see like what's going on there is a little bit of like eh, mistrust in the beginning i guess like he so she they decided to meet at this asylum because apparently the asylum Terrifying. is where the sleep institute was and i was like who goes to a sleep institute at an old asylum first off like red flag I don't even trust you to begin with. Why would you pick no. that sleep institute? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. And it's like this tiny little college in California that has the sleep institute. And so like all of it is weird. We're like, I don't, I would not, but whatever. Um, I guess maybe it's not that far from his house. Who knows? But convenience. Yeah. He's also a writer and he's like struggling to write his third book. His family holds an intervention. That's why he agrees to go to the sleep institute where he hears a woman murdered. Nobody believes him. So yeah so they like meet at the asylum and she like falls into one of her automatic drawing trance things and it's like drawing snakes coming down the stairs and he like walks by her or whatever and he's like oh like i'm gonna show you as she comes out he's like oh yeah here's the thing that i'm gonna show you that proves that like what i'm saying is real and she's like oh my gosh you tricked me and he's like well i had to run a test to make sure that you were real and she's like how dare you run a test one i don't even know what the test was i missed the whole test i don't understand what it was they're she's so angry at him for thinking that she might be a fake when he thinks that he's when she thinks he's a fake anyway and i'm like y'all are complaining about the exact same thing you have the same concerns okay yeah like we should just say oh my gosh both of us thought the same thing we should partner and figure this out so like i don't know that was weird but whatever i think it's supposed to maybe that's building the like suspense to the romance who knows Mm -hmm. i have no idea and so basically they start like looking into this um because so he like shows them the evidence or whatever and they start looking into it and they're like oh this one like we can't find there's zero evidence of this other patient and he's like oh there was this other employee there that night that person is up and gone but everyone's like oh he sold drugs and he Mm. ran off but his girlfriend is like no we were gonna leave together like why would he leave without me so you're like okay was he murdered one thing i didn't like is they like asked her like oh what do you think happened to him the girlfriend's like he was murdered and i'm like nobody would say that like in the sentence i'm like you would have said you thought he was killed it was weird. I was like, we already agreed he's murdered. Or it we all felt thought. unnatural. Mm-hmm. It did. I was, that was a lot of the dialogue. I was like, is that how people speak in California? I don't know. I'm not oh, from there. But maybe they that's do. too bad. I have no idea. Um, either way. So basically, they kind of start like investigating all of this. And they like talk to the doctor who ran the sleep institute. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out there was like a a donor, a mysterious donor who like gave a whole bunch of money. And that's why the sleep institute happens. Um where it went not even close to what i thought it was gonna go like i also kept had to keep reminding myself that there's like supposed to be this paranormal twist to it um because like they go into this like crystal shop and palace is like oh my gosh it's so balanced and good and great blah blah and it's like oh because she's like a person selling the crystals is actually like good at her job and is like a real Mm -hmm. person not like a you know she's not a fake basically it's kind of what they were getting at but yeah so like the rest of the book is just the two of them putting themselves in fairly dangerous situations um like they find a tripwire and step over it oh my god and like at, at one point at it, the asylum well i can't tell you where it is because that would no it's fine i'm just asking yeah. out loud yeah right so you're like <laughs> okay like, like yeah all of a sudden i'm like um like i know that the police don't believe us and that's fine and all but like what what is happening huh. um and then after the tripwire all of a sudden, they're like, oh, my gosh, that was the most dramatic situation we've ever been in. And I was like, really? Because it only lasted a page. Like, draw out the suspense. But I think they, were, they wanted to draw out the romance. And I was like, but I want the suspense, dang it. Mm, but, yeah, I so, like, all of a sudden, there's, like, yeah, like, competing drug people are involved. And, like, and then randomly, like, 
three quarters of the way in because it kind of jumps back and forth between Palace's and Ambrose's point of view the whole time. Um, and then all of a sudden you get chapters from like the quote unquote bad guys. And I'm like, they should have been there the whole time. Like you yeah. could have had chapters of them or like, I don't need to know who they are, but you could have had some of their chapters sprinkled in early because it felt really mm. weird all of a sudden where it was like, OK, well, now you're getting this. And I was like, hmm, but now I know. Why? But now I know who the bad people are. Like now I know who they are. So it seemed odd. It seemed an odd way to do it. Some sexual decisions were made. mm -hmm. But it was good. I will say, I don't read a lot of paranormal, so that definitely took a bit to kind of like wrap my head around. And also because you do have to buy into the paranormal, right? Like that was one thing that I usually do. Yeah, I was fighting with a lot for like the first half is that I was like, this is so fake. Like this is not real. And I was like, well, one, it's a work of fiction. So it's not real. No. And two, like like, it's paranormal. And then once I like, once I went, okay. It's paranormal. Just accept it. Accept the world that they're in. Accept that they have these abilities, that she can do these automatic drawing trances, and he can see auras with his window open. Like, just accept all of it. Then it got better. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like, okay. Like, once I stopped fighting the book, it was definitely much better. Um, Overall, though, I'm going with a three. I will likely read the next book in the series because I am curious to see what all happens, and I want to know what happens at the freaking seven months ago at the hotel resort whatever because you don't find out you don't find out in the first book also this book like just came out so i have to wait oh no and they're probably not gonna tell me and they're not gonna tell me till the third book anyway so i'm gonna have to read the whole freaking series which is fine but they're just a few things for why i just dropped the score one the vibe they literally i kid you not there was times where she said the vibe two times in one page and it's like come up with literally any other word and it doesn't make sense and also like okay it's fine if like palace and talia and the other gal whose name i'm blanking on like the three of them have decided to call up but then ambrose just starts saying it that way and it's like okay you've been able to see auras since you were like 16 and you're now in your 30s that was mine yeah i was like you haven't you haven't come up with that and this isn't like common like it's not like oh witches exist and witches are here this is like all of them in their own little silos never like they've like told the people that they love this and the people thought they were crazy they're like okay we're gonna go have you like committed because you're losing your mind so that was mine i was like you don't have your own word for what you so that kind of bothered me once yeah yeah and then the other thing that really bothered me is that it felt like the author didn't know that we would remember who people were like she constantly had to remind us that talia and the other gal i should just look it up because you know that's not unfair that's really unfair to amelia talia and amelia had to constantly remind us that those were the women that were there at the thing um there's like the dean of the college who's a character and then the person like another person really high up in the college um and they constantly i'm it doesn't matter for me retelling the part of the story so i'm not gonna tell you their names or anything but like you know who their names are throughout and they're randomly they'll be like oh yeah dean so-and-so and i'm like yeah i i know you were just calling him by his last name last chapter so like that'd be the one like all of a sudden they'd be calling him by their last name or something and you're like okay yeah good we, we know who this person is and then the next chapter we have qualifiers back and I'm like, I don't need to. And they were talking it's about weird. like Ambrose's ex. And they have been talking. I mean, because the whole book only spans a couple of weeks. So it's like, and they've talked about his ex multiple times. Her name is Maureen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, okay, Maureen. And he brings her up. And then Palace goes, they oh, your ex. It mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, his ex. Are you not? I was there. You should have been there. We all know. If this is a romance novel, you should be paying attention to the words that he is saying. You should like commit it to the memory because otherwise he's going to think you're not paying attention and you don't like him. So She's not show her love by listening, that's for sure. Yeah, that was that was I thought I was like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's put our active listening layers ears on and be a better partner in our relationship. But oh my fine. god. But I do I Oof. I am curious enough 
to continue and see yeah because also like a brand new series for an author who's written a lot it might be kind of hard to like decide how you want these characters to act and what you want them to do settling in Mm -hmm. and i am honestly way more curious about the other two women anyway like one of them keeps like going back to the scene of the crime they're gonna to like see what happened and this other one i I wish i can't remember what either of them do but i remember reading it being like oh their powers seem way cooler so yeah so i am you have got me hooked on a series so congratulations i'm glad (laughs) i'm sorry i gave you a mediocre series you have to follow now but like you enjoyed it enough so it did its job yeah also she has so many books and so many people are obsessed with this woman that i also think i will check out other books to see because i'm I'm wondering like is this just like a weird one-off because some of the some of the reviews did say that some of them were like oh this doesn't feel like her. her normal style mm. yeah and i've never heard of this author before either so you have introduced me you introduced me to a new author too so i'm gonna try i'm gonna try out another one and we'll see all right well i wish you luck i just know you like a series and i was mm-hmm. like mm, you don't really do paranormal that much because it does always feel a little hokey yeah but i was like maybe no i like it yeah because yeah you also you forced me into a whole new thing i like it congratulations <laughs> well i feel like mine was like totally different from anything that we usually read yeah, that was Honestly. the other. Yeah. I was what I was trying to go for too. Was trying to pick yeah. something that we don't normally don't normally cover. Yeah, and you really nailed it. I I don't know. At first, I found it kind of challenging to get into, but I'll I'll explain. Okay. okay. So the book that I got was the Bandit Queens by Perini Shroff. So it's like, I think it's modern times. I'm pretty sure, but it's in India. So like the main character lives in like a small village and like the way that she describes the houses is like, they're usually like kind of what I would imagine being like hut-like where they're like brick, but they have like a big tin roof that's just like Mm. set on top of the brick. So it's not really like super structurally Mm -hmm. sound necessarily, but like some people have bigger houses. Like there's a variety of homes. Okay. Um, but like they live in like a small village outside of like a larger village. And like, I think India is divided into states. If I understood, Okay, I think that's a thing or at least I don't that's know. How they so referred... I'm not... Yeah. I'm have to look it up, but like, that's kind of how they refer to regions. So I'm guessing that that's how they do it. But like the region that they're in, like you're not allowed to drink alcohol. So like, but the region next door you can. So like, mm. there's definitely some like bootlegging going on in this book. But basically, the story is centered around the women in the small village and kind of about fighting the patriarchy. <laughs> like, that's basically what this book is. So um, Gita is the main character and her husband disappeared five years prior. Uh, the village all assumes that she murdered him. Like, no one's seen him. No one knows where he is. It's very strange for men don't usually pick up and leave. Like it's a very male dominated society. Like the women are really subservient. Like they're usually pretty domineering as a whole, like the the males in this. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the women start to rebel, honestly, like Ooh, love it. in their own way, <laughs> which is great. So Gita has this reputation with her husband gone and people assuming that she's murdered him. Like she's like respected sort of a little bit, but also like feared a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like she might have killed her husband of her like she's kind of a pariah like she's not really part of the relationships with any of the women in town anymore like there's like cultural customs where like she can only do certain things because she's a woman just, and she's unmarried like and just have a husband now yeah 
Yeah. So it's there's a lot going on here societally, basically. Um, but she is part of these microloan groups that all the women in the villages participate in. There's usually like four or five women in each little group. They get a small loan from someone in the bigger towns and then they pay it back and they use it to do things like open up their own craft store or like produce their own something. Some Mm -hmm. of them use it, you know, to send their children to school, but then they can't repay the loans and then Mm -hmm. they get beaten or whatever. Like there's definitely drawbacks. Yeah. (laughs) You have to pay it back. Um, But the thing is like, even the micro loans is something that they're allowed to do because the men allow them to do it mm-hmm. like it's something that like gives them the illusion of having some power but they're only allowed to do that because the men said they could like it's a very traditionalist society and like there's often terrible repercussions for not conforming mm-hmm. um so Gita's husband was like he was a drunk he would beat her they never had any children so he blamed her for being barren they couldn't afford to like go do testing or anything Mm -hmm. to find out like what was going on there but like they just never produced any children like um he kind of just is a manipulative turd (laughs) like (laughs) i like the nice way that we changed that yeah it's like how can i make this like pc (laughs) um it's appropriate but really truly like you can see a lot like they revisit Gita's relationship with him before a lot throughout the book and so you really get to understand like how he manipulated her into like believing that he was like a good person and really took advantage of her family and her and she didn't see it that way like she just kind of catered to whatever he wanted Mm -hmm. but Gita after him five years later like she owns her own business Gita designs and she like creates like wedding like accessories basically for for brides and Mm -hmm. so she's like She's doing pretty well for herself. She's saving up for a refrigerator. Like, that's her goal. Like, she cool. just wants I a refrigerator. <laughs> and I think that's amazing. But, like, she wants it to be from her own money, right? So, like, mm-hmm. she kept her wedding jewelry from uh, when she was married to Ramesh. Because technically, she is still married. He just disappeared. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of a weird in between, right? Where she's not unmarried, but she's not married. Yeah. And until he's, um, like, maybe, like, officially, like, claimed to dead, then she could be a widow. Yeah. But, like, I, who knows how that happens in that town and yeah exactly it so it's all very complicated like she could petition basically but then she'd have to like prove he was dead or it becomes this whole thing mm-hmm. so she just kind of lives in this limbo um but like the women in the group that she's in she's not close with at all like they don't interact with her outside of this group she's like very much alone and has been for the last five years and like she's pretty she's pretty bitter about it because one of the women in her group Saloni, was like her best friend growing up and then when uh Gita got engaged to Ramesh Saloni and him didn't get along at all and Ramesh told him told Gita it's like well she's just a terrible best friend like she's just jealous of you and like kind of created this rift between them and they're both very strong women and they just did not Mm -hmm. like so she sided with her husband like she didn't she didn't know that he was lying to her and like she's like okay I guess I could see that like she knows this person like it's just very ugly it's like her relationships with everybody sucks um But because she has this reputation as being a murderess, another woman in her group who she loans money to because she doesn't show up for the day that the loans are due and they have to pay them. And so Gita was like, well, I'm the only one that doesn't have children. So I technically have excess funds. Sure, I'll float her her 200 rupees. That was nice of her. I know, right? And so she could have just like let the woman get beat or something. Right. Like, well, Farrah comes back to comes to her house later after she hears that like she paid her off and she's like black and blue. Like her husband's oh, okay. drinking, her husband's she already has eating been her. 
Yeah. So like her husband basically like is assuming that she can just manipulate Gita into paying for it forever. And like Gita overhears this conversation like that he says, so like, she's like starting to get uncomfortable because, you know, she's alone. She could totally get attacked. Like that's Mm -hmm. absolutely something that could happen, especially if this drunk guy decides that that's what he's going to do because she won't float his wife's loan anymore so that he can drink himself to death. Like, so she's in this terrible situation and the wife shows up beaten and she was like, I need you to help me remove my nose ring. And that's like the whole like sign of being married. Like if that's like their, the jewelry that they wear is like, Mm -hmm. I'm married. So I have a nose ring in. And so her well, they're not even friends. Farah's like blackmailing her at best. I was gonna say neighbors, but, village mates. Yeah, I don't know. They kind of have a weird relationship. It, it kind of evolves throughout the the story. But she, you know, asks her to help her murder her husband. And so Ida <laughs> doesn't want to like give up the the pretense of like, yeah, I killed him because it does garner her some space from other people. Like people oh, will mostly sure. leave her alone. Um, But she also has no idea how to go about, like, actually killing somebody. Mm -hmm. And so Farah keeps trying to be like, well, just tell me, like, how did you do it? And, like, all this stuff. And she's (laughs) just like, "Uh, yeah, let's let's go get a plastic bag. We're going to do that. And you're going to, you know, put on his head at night and you're going (laughs) to kill him. And she's like, is that how you did it? And she's like, we're not talking about me right now. (laughs) Like... So she ends up in this situation and then they decide that she needs to get rat poison, but she can't buy it in town because it's a small town. Everyone's going to know that she bought it and then they they know that they're in the same microloan group. So she's got to go to the city. When she goes to the city, she ends up going with this guy, um, Kareem, and he is like the town bootleg supplier. So like she's mad at him because he supplied her husband with all of the alcohol. Her husband you know, mm. beat her after drinking. I'm just going to go trigger warning. There is definitely rape in this book. Like it's talked about, it's discussed. It comes up a lot. Um, So she's in the situation now though, where she's got to go to the town. So she goes with Kareem and he and her kind of develop this like kind of friendship. Like I really actually like them together. Like I feel like he's really respectful of her. He's not like the other men that we've encountered in this book before, but she can't shake him. So how is she supposed to go buy this rat poison? So like, she's just going through all of this stuff to try to help Farah out who ends up stabbing her in the back a little bit. Like you'll see, there's a lot of drama there. I'm not going to get obviously into the intricacies of the drama, but like while they're in the big town, Gita goes with Kareem to go to the person that he sells his booze to. And like, he's got dogs tied up. And so he's been testing alcohol cut with ethanol on the dogs. Like, and so like make them blind. It could make them sick. Like anything could happen. And so Gita like frees these dogs and she just like totally just does whatever she needs to do. And the bandit queen thing kind of comes in where there's this like idol that she looks up to who was a real person actually like in real life and in the book she's assumed to be real um but she basically was a young bride married off to a man three times her age and then she ends up murdering him and then becoming a bandit and killing a bunch of men who do a bunch of bad stuff so like that's kind of how Gita sees herself in this story is that like she's the bandit queen like she's the one who's going to be here and like she's helping her friend murder her husband other women hear about this and they want help with theirs because they're one of them they're like twins and the husband accidentally threw acid on the wrong twin so he felt bad about it and married the one he threw acid on even though it's not even the one he wanted oh Jesus but, so years later she tries to murder him because he's molesting small children like. Also, that also means that he meant to throw acid on the one that he did want to be with. 
Yeah, exactly. Either way, this man meant it through acid on somebody, and that's yeah. awful. But you don't have a lot of options. Jeez. Like, you just don't have a lot of choices when you're in this time, kind of society that's completely run by men. They're required to have, like, one token person on their council that's a woman or of, like, a different, like, uh, religion or ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have to do that, but they just ignore their votes. Like, they're only there when they have to be there yeah, like just for, literally to be the token looks. person yeah yeah but they don't actually get to vote on like the day-to-day stuff and so like gita spends this entire book just like trying to fight the patriarchy like she's <laughs> trying to to change what these norms are she starts working back on her friendships and realizing like the damage that her ex-husband did or former husband or dead husband who knows yeah this man did and like she starts to kind of see the realities of like what what happened to her family like he said that like he didn't want a dowry but he took advantage of them in other ways like so she kind of like goes through these cycles of like kind of falling back into her old ways and then realizing how screwed up society is and deciding that like that's not okay and she's not going to take that anymore and so like she does and does like make like real change and Mm -hmm. so like i think that because it's the bandit queens on here the way that her and the other micro loan women end up working together that like they're definitely like the bandit queens for like their little town like, okay they yeah become those warriors like they become the help that they were hoping would arrive for them like, mm-hmm. they just become the, that help like it gets real hairy in this book like she takes one of the dogs that she rescued because he was like so sick and blind and she like nurses him Aww. back and he becomes like her little companion like you really feel for the characters in it. Like the women feel really real. Like mm-hmm. this definitely happened to people. Like this has definitely happened. Um, so I really enjoyed this book. Like five out of five. It took me a little bit to get into it, but mostly that was just because there were a lot of words I didn't recognize because mm. it's in a small Indian village. And the, so like context wise, there was context. I feel like I was missing yeah. at first, but um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Totally different from anything that I've read in like a long time though. Yeah, that's honestly why I picked it. Like, because I went through a couple and I was like, there, I had a few that I was like, okay, like, I was like, you're going to love this book more than anything. But I was like, but it's mm-hmm. the exact same thing that we read all yeah. the time. I was like, it's a thriller by a white woman. Like, oh, who done it? Family, the husband probably did it, you know, kind of one of those. And I was like, yeah. no. I was like, I'm going to pick something a little different and try to make us branch out. So it paid off. It was really okay. good. Good. Yeah, I've been, ner- good. I have been nervous since I sent it to you. I was like, okay, what if she. You know, she's sitting here like you're like oh, one star like dragging. I'm like no, oh no. <laughs> I always worry about that too when I oh, send you so stuff. Nice. I'm like, man, I hope I didn't do bad. Like, yeah, oh, it's so nice. Well, you okay. did better than but... I did this time around, but it sounds like nothing was terrible. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, it's all good in the end. So and we learn new things. Also, I'm going to read that one, and I literally already have the next one like saved, so I can get like a ping when the next book drops. Because I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm hoping it's Talia <laughs> is the next one. Like that's the character I'm most interested in. So. We'll see. And okay. I just want, I just want to know what happens at the hotel. Ah. Right. But yeah. Either way, I think we did good. Um, our next topic is sibling ish, sibling related, sibling, who knows? We'll see what we come with that. You know, our very vague topics, which is the theme of the season. So keeping it spicy. Yeah. Um, Instagram is not past your bedtime. Twitter, I I P Y B underscore pod. TikTok is not past your bedtime. I really stumbled on that one. Those are the socials. Hit us up if you have ideas, thoughts, opinions. If you want us to read, if you have like a theme idea, mm-hmm. we can always use more because we are grasping at straws these days. So. Clearly, sibling. <laughs> sibling. <laughs> oh, so specific. Uh, but yeah, with that, we will talk to everyone later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.